So here we are with the Blurtopian experience. I am in between the columns at St. Peter's Square. Brown rice, finally. Brown rice and the fear of annihilation. Now, many years ago, I read a really wonderful book. Some of you, some of you, um, a lot of you perhaps may be familiar with the work of Dr. Emoto. Dr. Emoto is no longer with us, but uh, he was the scientist who put together the uh, amazing water crystals by uh, having, and it was a demonstration, it was a demonstration of, of consciousness, showing how consciousness, how our thoughts can impact the material world. And that there is a structure to our thinking. There's a structure to our thoughts, whether they be positive thoughts or negative thoughts. Uh, he demonstrated by having uh, people meditate on uh, meditate on certain concepts, whether it would be love, whether it be gratitude, uh, and uh, meditate on water in the presence of water. And then he what he what he would do is he would then freeze that water. And then, as um, as he began to thaw, thaw it, as he began to thaw it out at a certain point, the water that was meditated upon uh, formed these beautiful crystals, these beautiful patterns. And at the same time, when it was uh, when it was um, something negative, the patterns were much much more different. The patterns were not as beautiful and not as organized. Uh, nor am I organized because every day I get hit with this ambulance or whatever it is that comes by. <laughs> got me again today. Got me again. So you see, I should have went down to the Tiber River. Dr. Emoto, when I read Dr. Emoto's book, and I I'm hope I'm remembering correctly that that was the book because it's been a lot of years. Many, many, many years have gone by. But there was a particular chapter in which Dr. Emoto talked about another experiment that um, that had been done using rice. Now, I don't know if it was brown rice or not, and that's probably not really important. I just I like brown rice. You know, I could have took it. If, I could have took it further and, and and said basmati brown rice, which is my favorite. But um, it was just to add a little spice to it. Didn't matter. Doesn't matter if it was brown rice or not. That's just a a, a small little detail that I wanted to add to make make for a colorful title. In any case, there was a, an experiment that was that was done with rice and with small children. And what they had done was they had taken three jars, and each jar was placed rice and water. And one jar went into one room, another jar in another room, and another jar in another room. There were three rooms in which these jars were separated out. The children were asked every day to go into one room and share loving and kind thoughts with the rice in the jar. So they would go in and say, you're beautiful, uh, thank you, or, I, I really like you, and you know, all the you know, nice little wonderful things that children say with all of their heart. And then they were asked to go into another room where there was another jar of rice in water 
And they were asked to say really nasty, negative things like, you stink, I don't like you, I hate you, things of that nature. Just really negative stuff. Then, of course, there was the third room and the third jar of rice within water. And they were, the children were asked to completely, they wouldn't even go into that room. That jar was to be completely ignored. So after about a week, I think it was, they went in to check these jars. And when they, when they checked the jar that had been given positive reinforcement, had, had, was given positive words, the, the rice within the water was kind of fermenting. It, it was alive. It was building up bacteria. It was, it was alive. Uh, when they went into the room where there was the jar of rice that had been given negative reinforcement, had been, you know, said nasty things and negative things, the, the, the rice was kind of, it was, um, it, it was, um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm lacking the word here. The, the rice was dying. The rice was, uh, it was rotting. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. The rice was rotting in the, the negative, with the negative reinforcement. Now, here's the kicker. The third room where there was the jar of rice in water that was completely ignored, that rice was completely dead, black, completely just completely died. It was the worst of all three. And what Dr. Emoto wanted to point out, and, and, and I applied this to human nature, and it answered a lot of questions for me, a lot of really important questions. One, one really important question is, why do so many people stay in toxic negative relationships? even though they're being abused. And here's the answer for you. Because in nature, and in human nature, people would rather have negative energy uh, attracted to them rather than to be completely ignored. It's the existential threat of annihilation. The soul does not want to be ignored. Your human self, your human energy does not want to be ignored. So there are people in life who would rather receive negative attention than not receive any attention at all. Obviously, the ideal is, the best case scenario, is to receive positive attention. But this really, you know, this experiment really amazed me because it answered that fundamental question from since I was a child. I mean, you know, how many of us have grown up? How many of us men have grown up? And when we were younger, we would see girls who would be in relationship or, or women who would be in, in toxic relationships. And, and even if they got beat up, even if they went to the hospital, people, you know, everyone who, who loved or cared about them would say, why are you staying in this relationship? And they would, I don't know. I don't know. You know, they would give the excuse like, oh, I love him or, or I don't know. But the, the real, the real answer, the real fundamental answer underneath of it all is this fear of annihilation it's this it's this idea that i would rather have negative attention drawn to me than to have no attention at all because it's the feeling of dying it's the feeling of annihilation now what's this got to do with blurt this came to me when i kept asking myself 
why are these people who I am now, you know, lumping into the category of the opposition party? And once again, I'm not an, I'm not afraid to name names. Sea Time and the Polish character MK. Now, Megatrive seems to have a theory that they're all the same person. So this Sea Time and this uh, Maurice, whatever, however you pronounce his last name, and and the other account which is MK something, that they're all the same person. I'm not sure about that, but that's irrelevant. What's relevant is that I kept considering and asking myself, why are these people creating so much drama? And then uh, that's when I thought about that that brown rice or that rice experiment. I said these. This these people or this person, and it's just it's not just on, I'm not I'm not picking on C time and and these people. I'm using them as example because they put themselves out there as an example. You know, I didn't ask them to do that. They drew negative attention to themselves, and so here within this context is why I'm trying to explain what happened, why it happened, and in the future if it happens again, at least we'll be conscious of knowing. Uh, that we have this idea of people drawing negative attention to themselves because there's an exist uh, an existential fear that their worthiness is being called into question or is going to be called into question. So when I apply this to blurt, this is what I come up with. When someone comes into blurt, right? Let's say they come in with a fresh account. And so they don't have that much, right? You know, uh, you, you usually pay you pay for your account, which is like ten blurt, so that you can set up your account. You have to have something there, otherwise, you know, you're not going to be able to really start off. So when you're sitting there, when you come into blurt and you've got these ten blurt, right? You, you start imagining to yourself, okay, well, I'm, now I'm going to start posting up. I'm going to start to get to know people, and people are going to reward me, and hopefully people will upvote me. Let me point towards, you know, uh, let me set a goal for 50 blurt. I want to get 50 blurt maybe in the next uh, seven days or maybe in the next 10 days. I'd, I, you know, I'd like to get 50 blurt, right? Then some days go by, your rewards start coming in because you've been posting, you've been commenting, your rewards are coming in after seven days and suddenly you reach 50 blurt and you're like, yes, wow, I've just, you know, five times over. Hey, let me set another goal. I'm going to go for 200 blurt this time. You know, let's see what happens in the next seven days or 10 days. And so, and it's, and it's an exciting time. You know, in the beginning, it's, a, it's an exciting time because you can set these goals. And, and, and so you, you go for that 200 blurt and then you realize how easy it is. And you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. The people blurt here are amazing. You know, even C-Time is amazing. He's voting me. <laughs> He's helping out the newcomers coming into the system, right? So you reach 200. You say, oh, wow, man, this is this is easy. This is this is this is fantastic. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go for a thousand blurt. I'm going to go for a thousand blurt. I'm going to keep posting. I'm a comment. I'm getting people are following me. I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interacting and, you know, they're voting on me. So then you get a thousand and then you you, you kind of point for five thousand. Then when you get five thousand, you kind of point for ten thousand. Then it starts to slow down a bit. Then it's kind of like, you know, uh, to reach ten thousand, you might take a month. You know, it kind of slows down. Then once you reach ten thousand, you want to set your goal for twenty thousand. And when you when you hit twenty thousand, you want to set your goal for fifty thousand. When you're at fifty thousand, things really kind of slow down a bit. You know, you might start wanting to consider maybe buying some more blurt because, you know, 
you're not you're not <laughs> you're not getting a thousand blurred a day, right? So you're at that fifty thousand mark, and you're like, wow, okay. So you know, I'm going to set my goal for a hundred thousand, but you know, this is probably going to take me three or four months. You know, I can pace myself a little bit better. Then when you reach a hundred thousand, right? Then things really get slow. You know, things really start to get slow because if you're at a hundred thousand and you're considering to yourself, well, let me see how long it takes for me to get to two hundred thousand. Well, you might want to make some really slow plans and not create any real strong expectations unless you're going to pay for, uh, unless you're going to pay for the blurt to get to to the two hundred thousand. So, imagine now somebody who has two million blurt, four million blurt. 10 million blurt, 14 million blurt. What do those people do? What do you do when you have 14 million blurt? Do you set another goal and say, okay, well, let's see how long it's going to take for me to get get to 20 million? And you're just curating? There's an existential fear there. There's this kind of, oh my God, what am I doing now? Uh, I'm, I'm approaching this kind of, what is my purpose? What is my meaning here? What is my next goal? And when that happens, if you're not a if you're not part of the core team, if you're not part of the Blurt leadership, if you're not part of some project like uh, Blurt Connect or Blurt Tribe or Blurt Network, if you're not part of some community, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be living with a constant fear of annihilation. You're going to be that. You're going to be the brown rice in the third room, saying, "Hey, nobody's paying attention to me. I don't like this. This doesn't feel good. I don't know how to draw positive attention to myself, or the amount of positive attention that I am drawing to myself is not enough because I want to set another big goal. So what am I going to do? I'm going to attract some negative attention to myself because that is what I saw happen." There was no need for all of the, there was no need for W to come back. There was no need for C time to get involved and MK to get in. There was no need for all of that. Because if they were positive characters, if they knew how to draw positive attention to themselves, then they could do something constructive with the amount uh, of stake that they have. But it is my belief and it is my theory, it is my hypothesis that they don't know how to draw positive attention to themselves. They don't want to live with the fear of annihilation. And so what do they do? They draw negative attention to themselves. You know, I recently, I recently saw, uh, uh, after all of this drama and, and Blurt fixed itself up, you know, see time was still carrying on. You know, why are you carrying on like that? Why are you still trying to draw negative attention to yourself? Is it the fear of annihilation? Is it the fear of being ignored? Is it because you don't know how to attract positive attention to yourself? Because that's what it's looking like to me. And it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Because if you have positive intentions, my goodness, you got 14 million, you got 6 million, you got 7 million blurt. I mean, how many blurtopians out there, if you had that amount of stake, how many constructive things do you think that you could do? What's the point in having all of that blur, all of that stake, and then you want to do something negative with it? Why? Because of the fear of annihilation? 
because you don't, you'd rather have negative attention drawn to yourself rather than be completely ignored because you don't know how to create something positive. You don't know how to engage in something positive. So what you do is you become destructive. All of you be careful the next time that you see negativity out there. That negativity may be as a result of a person who's afraid of being ignored. Who's, who's afraid that they don't know how to create something positive and constructive to draw positive attention to themselves. So then rather than being ignored, they just create negativity. You know what you do? You ignore them. That's right. You ignore them. I don't want to annihilate anyone, but I don't want to participate in negativity. I don't want to have people who are looking to have negative attention drawn to themselves simply because they want attention. I don't want to give them that energy because remember, the negative energy that you project outward, you have to first create it within yourself. If you hate someone, that hate first has to be generated within your body, within your soul. And that damages you. That's energy that you create within yourself that's negative not just to the person that you are projecting it towards but it's first negative to you to you to yourself it's first causing you to rot within yourself when you're hateful when you're jealous when you're possessive when you're generating any kind of negativity that negativity first damages you before it damages the other person so i'd rather generate positivity and i'd rather project positivity so there you have it, people. Brown rice and the fear of annihilation. Let us all be prepared in the future for those who want to uh, attract negative attention to themselves. Let us be prepared to not generate that kind of energy, to not be drawn into that kind of energy, because Blurt is an environment of positive reinforcement. Okay, people, thank you very much, as always, for taking the time to listen. I hope you have enjoyed the series. Uh, I have one more piece coming tomorrow that I'm adding on, but this completes... Um, well, no, I have one more piece that I'm going to add to this tomorrow. Okay, so thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for the support. We will catch up soon with another SmartCast. <laughs>